right, so um, if you were with us last week, um, we looked at Acts chapter 7. Um, if you were not, you can go on our podcast and listen to the message. But we looked at Stephen. Um, there was more of a focus on Stephen. Um, we know kind of who Stephen is. He was one of seven men recruited um, to oversee the distribution of food for the widows in the church. And he really began to grow in his giftings. He was not just a good administrator, but God was using him powerfully. And um, as a result, he drew the attention of the religious leaders who harassed him and um, brought him before the council. And last week we looked at what he said um, when they asked him whether the accusations were true. He didn't answer them directly. He decided to um, communicate the truth of the gospel um, by emphasizing um, the constant rebellion of, um, of Israel. And then he turns it and um, tells the religious leaders that they are have been as rebellious as Israel have been. And that doesn't go too well for him. They get mad and really upset and their anger leads them to dragging him out of the room into the streets and stoning him to death. Um, Stephen became the first um, ever Christian martyr. And so this is what happened after that incident. Verse 1 of Acts chapter 8. And Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. Verse 3. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now, those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds were, with one accord, paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. Verse 7, for unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them and many who were paralyzed um, or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for leading our church this year um, to study the book of Acts. Um, I can't think of a better time um, for our church, the age based on the age of our church, based on everything that's been going on in our church with me having to relocate back to England with COVID and recent racial tension and economic crisis with everything that's going on. I can't think of a better time than to study the book of Acts to understand um, what you've called us to as a church and specifically how you, through your spirit, um, empowers us to continue to live on mission for you. And so, God, as we've come to chapter eight, 
as we're going to be looking at Saul and Philip and all of what they were involved in. God, give us eyes to see. God, it's not, Father, it's not enough for us to understand with our head. God, we want to understand with our head, but we want that knowledge to transition into our heart and for it to shape everything we say and do. And so God, help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, and so, um, like I recapped, this is what happened after Stephen um, was stoned to death um, by the religious leaders. Let's look at verse 1 again. It says, And Saul um, approved of his persecution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And so from this episode um, in the life of the early church, this is what we're going to be reminded of. We're going to be reminded that God will always use the most challenging of times to fulfill his good purposes. In other words, even when things are at their worst, God is doing his greatest work. Let me say that again. Even when things are at their worst is when God is doing his greatest work. But before we, you know, we begin to understand how God works in great ways, we have to realize something. And that is, and this is the first point, things will go from bad to worse. Sometimes things will go from bad to worse. The events that took place after the death of Stephen were unprecedented. His death literally gave birth to one of the most savage and devastating persecutions against the church in the city of Jerusalem. And it was so fierce, this persecution was so fierce, thousands of Christians were forced to flee Jerusalem for safety. For the early church, things went from bad to worse because this new wave of persecution was unprecedented. It had never happened in this way before. And it was unprecedented, firstly, because it's described, um, if you look at verse 1, um, it's described as a great persecution. The early church in Jerusalem always faced persecution. And if you've been with us from the beginning of Acts, you've seen that from the very beginning of Acts, up until now, we've seen how the church has constantly faced opposition. But this time, um, it was different. And this is how it was different. So far, the apostles and key leaders have been the only ones that have experienced persecution. If you look back at what we've covered so far in Acts, you'll notice that every time the church faced persecution, it was directed at the apostles. It was the apostles that um, got arrested. It was the apostles that got thrown in jail. It was the apostles that received punishment. The persecution that we've been seeing in Acts has always been directed at the key leaders of the church. But what was different 
um, about this new wave of persecution was that it didn't just impact the apostles, the key leaders of the church, it impacted the entire congregation. Every member of the church was affected. The persecution is described as great because it directly impacted every member of the church. The second reason this persecution was unprecedented was because it involved new leadership. Until now, the religious leaders have spearheaded the persecution of the church. And we've seen that every time um, there's been opposition, it's come from the religious authorities. But now, a man named Saul has taken charge. At the moment, right, at the moment, we don't know an awful lot about Saul. But in the coming chapters, we'll get to know him really well. In fact, he'll become the protagonist in the book of Acts. We'll discover um, how he will severely persecute the church, but most importantly, we'll see how an unexpected incident will drastically change the course of his life and will lead him to become one of the most influential leaders of all time. But now, all we know about Paul, Saul, is that he kind of played a passive role um, in Stephen's death by acting as a witness. We saw in um, um, chapter 7 that he saw Stephen being stoned to death. Um, and now we see in chapter 8 um, that he approves of his death. The third reason this persecution was unprecedented was because it was really well organized. Um, the term used for persecution here in verse 1 refers to a program or process designed to harass and oppress someone. This means um, that the persecution was not this random and spontaneous thing, but it was really well organized. Saul and his team were not randomly targeting Christians and terrorizing them, no, but they were operating from a strategic plan. They were operating from a program specifically designed to harass and oppress Christians. So if you um, look back, if you look at um, verse 3 quickly, um, you'll notice that Saul and his team went from house to house ravaging the church, okay? What they had done was they had figured out um, Christians met in homes all over the city for house churches. And so what they did was they tracked um, down, they tracked down these meeting places. They forced their way into these homes, arrested these believers, threw many of them in jail and even executed some. This new wave of persecution was strategic and organized. Um, Saul and his team schemed and attacked without warning, creating panic and much suffering 
within the Christian community. The last reason this persecution was unprecedented was because it was ruthless. Um, um, look at verse 3, okay, look at verse 3, it says, but Saul was ravaging the church. Saul was ravaging the church. The word ravage used here to, to describe Saul's actions towards the church, it's rather colorful and can be translated as destroy, okay? And whenever it's used in ancient literature, it's used to describe a person who has had the unfortunate experience of being torn up by wild animals, okay? Um, my son and my children especially, they absolutely love documentaries. Um, um, they love it. We, we're here in the UK, so we have access to one of the best animal documentaries around is by Attenborough um, and we're currently watching one um, called, um, what was it, a, you know, One Planet, Many Earths or something like that and we watched the one on Africa and it was showing us cheetahs and lions and it's crazy. It's just incredible to see these wild animals going after their prey and capturing them and just tearing them to pieces, right? And so the word behind Saul's ravaging here suggests the kind of brutality um, that is often on display when a wild animal captures their prey and tears it to pieces and so like a wild animal tearing their prey to pieces Saul is going from house to house in this incredibly organized strategy he's going from house to house ravaging and tearing the church apart this was one of the most volatile periods of persecution the church has ever faced. It was truly unprecedented. After Stephen's death, things went from bad to worse for the early church. Stephen's death gave birth to persecution that was unprecedented persecution that affected every member of the church, persecution that was strategic and organized, and persecution that was led by one of the most ruthless, ruthless leaders in history. So, for the early church, things went from bad to worse. And if you've lived long enough, you would agree you would agree with that statement. You would agree that sometimes things get, things can get um, bad to worse. Um, I think we use um, an analogy um, and we say, when it rains, it pours. Um, we use that a lot. And that is a fact of life. Um, think about it. There are so many true stories um, that can be used to illustrate this reality of life. The whole idea of um, things can get from bad to worse, like, for example, the husband who's also a father um, who loses his job and in the same week his car breaks down and then one of his kids ends up developing um, health issues. Or um, what about the student um, who got really bad grades um, got really bad grades and the same day he receives a text message from his girlfriend saying she doesn't want to continue the relationship no more and wants to just be friends okay or um, what about the mother who's having an extremely difficult time because of a wayward 
drug addicted son and in addition to these challenges with her son um, she's been hit by all sorts of troubles like a washing machine breaks and um, you know she begins her husband begins to develop series you know like things happen like that when um, where things go from bad to worse and so for you this may be the case um, I don't know exactly what you're going through I don't um, but for you for some of you here listening and this morning things may be getting um, really bad um, to worse and so the truth is even when things are going from bad to worse you can be hopeful why is that because the truth is our good God will always use the most challenging times to fulfill his good works. Um, let's see how the rest of our story reveals this truth. Okay, and so, so far we've looked at how things can go from bad to worse. Next, we'll see how when things are at their worst, um, it's when God is doing his greatest work. Look again at verse one, it says, and Saul approved of his execution and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Up to this point, there was well over, um, let's just say 7,000 Christians in Jerusalem. Uh, I don't know what the population of Jerusalem was at, at 